Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by. You don't need to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football writing. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Uh, it's post-match after United 1, Crystal Palace 2. Uh, if you thought United were underwhelming today, with me today it's, uh, it's John Ashton. <laughs> I've got Stuart Parrish and I've got Aaron Buckley. Um, sorry for the, the depleted team today, but uh, with it being a second day. Um, in typical United fashion today, after a pretty solid start to the season where we took four points from two games that people thought would be quite difficult, we've gone and dropped three in the absolute home banker. I don't, it's a weird game to work out there today, whether, whether we've just one of them days where it's just not worked out or did that properly show up the deficiencies that we've all been a little bit worried about um, despite the good start to the season? Well, if you go back to the start of the season, I think that 4-0 win against Chelsea was as flattering a 4-0 win as I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then I thought for all the ball that we had on Monday night against Wolves, we did very little with it. Um, I just feel like, um, I, I feel a lack in a player where you think that when they get the foot on the ball, they're going to do something magic and, and cut a defence open because, you know, for all, it's all right having a load of the ball, but Crystal Palace could have been there until... Well, I, I didn't see the goal because I left the ground, but... Um... It was 1-0 when we'd all left, so it was probably the most fraudulent podcast of all time. We're telling you about a game you've watched and we haven't, but... Um... <laughs> so, yeah, <coughs> I thought Crystal Palace could have been there until this time next week and, and we wouldn't have broken them down. Um, it would just... I just feel like we're lacking that killer instinct. I've got just... But then, it doesn't really surprise me because I look at the players that we've got and... Um... Some guy came out the ground today and says, that's unbelievable. I said, well, it's not really, is it? And he agreed with me. Yeah, he's in typical United fashion. Stu, would you go with that? Yeah, definitely. I didn't expect <coughs> too much from this season. I think it's a season where we're going to build. It's going to take a couple of transfer windows to sort what is a mess out. And uh, if you took three more signings into that team that were fairly decent, you'd see a different setup. But it's just going to take a lot of time. And I don't think the patience is there. Like The, the way people in the crowd there are screaming. The decisions and getting on players' backs like Daniel James is like people screaming on it. I mean, it's like you've got to, you've got to have patience with these young lads. You've got to give them time. You're gonna have, they're gonna make mistakes, and you've just got to bear with it. Sometimes are, are we a victim of, of the good start we made, where people being perhaps kidded that we're a better team than we actually are, and we are gonna have blips along the way. Games like this. I mean, we, we Aaron, me and you were talking about this in the game today, where we were saying that the problem with United is we've got this fantastic plan A where we can sit back, we can absorb pressure, we can, you know, you've got Martials and Rashford's, but when you come to games against teams who just go right, what Wolves saw it the other night, a team just sits back, we're going to struggle breaking them down. Yeah, we're, I mean, good starts used to be like, you know, you've won six out of your first, like, eight games, whereas now a good start's considered winning your first two games. It's just really strange, but I, I don't know, it's, I, I just, I just think if people now don't seem to have a long-term view of that club when that is exactly what is needed at this moment in time. That's what worries me most. Young players, young players for straight, Aaron? Um, I think if you know anything about football, then you should just look at it pragmatically. I mean, you know, the best teams in the league will come up against that Palace side and uh, it, it might take them 70, 75 minutes to break them down, but they will eventually break them down. And when you factor in the fact that you can always gift a goal for an error or a, a bad decision um, or, you know, a bit of bad luck. But, so then you've got to score two, haven't you? And, and when, when you're missing penalties, 
you know, all right, we, we didn't create many chances in the second half, but we, we factored a couple of, you know, I'd probably say one and two halves of penalties because, you know, you could have argued that Rashford's was or Martial's was, but then we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be stood here as, as Manchester United fans bemoaning the fact that the referee's not giving us a penalty. Well, we, we should have at least scored two goals today, shouldn't we're, we? We're massively least. predictable now, and that's the one thing you don't want of a Manchester United team. It's like whenever we get set piece, it's just you can see exactly what's going to happen, and the opposing team know exactly what's going to happen. And we're never affected from it ever. And it, uh, just before we come back to the game, was there any particular surprises with the the starting eleven that is? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was the same one that we went with um, for the starting level for Wolves, which is pretty unusual for United. But was there any particular surprise in there? Jesse Lingard seems to get quite a bit of um, a bit bit of stick from the United fans. That a lot of fans still, and, I, and I've always been an advocate that I prefer Lingard in away games where you you know you're chasing and you get a bit more space. But when it comes to breaking a team down, I don't think he. I think he massively lacks in that guile. But um, was there any surprises? And, and then looking at the subs we made, is. I mean, is the, is the squad strong enough to, to even have surprises anymore? I just feel that we're, um, we're two or three players light on what we should be to be a seven out of ten team. Um, and then we're after letting people go. I know, I know why we let Lukaku go. And, um, you know, we're looking at getting rid of Sanchez. But to bring on Mason Greenwood, and we're, we're all singing his name like he's, you know, Eric Cantona, it's, it's smacks a bit being a bit desperate to me. I mean, I don't. You know, we, we've selling beforehand and not really knowing who was on the bench because you can never get an internet signal in, in Old Trafford. An unchanged side is, is is rare for Manchester United, but it didn't it didn't particularly surprise me. But because I don't really think that we've got many other people best of it. I thought we, we did discuss about Massa coming on. He probably came on 10, 15 minutes too late today because if anybody. You know, he, he can pick a pass. Yeah. Um, well, just going back, to what, kick going back to what we said, I, you know, I'd always have Lingard in away games and I always play Matt at Old Trafford because I think he's one person, who, the only player in the squad, who, uh, maybe still isn't brilliant, but it can unlock a defence a little bit more. I just think Jesse Lingard, he, he, he fails to do the basics. You know, today he's, he's miscontrolling balls. When he, when he gets the ball, you not no real confidence that he's, he's going to do anything decent with it. And the same can be said for a couple of the other players there today. Um, Aaron's just mentioned the lack of internet access in uh, the ground today it, uh, going back to Paul Pogba is that probably a good thing today? Yeah definitely so I, I don't know what the internet's like at the reserve games I know some of the people there seem to get good signal but yeah it's just it's a very strange decision yeah um, penalty the one thing United you know with the, with the drama that's going around with Old Trafford at the minute and, and the circus that surrounds Paul Pogba whether it went in or not someone actually said to me say, he did, even if we'd scored we didn't want a penalty because the last thing we needed was to add to that circus, and we've the, done it. The thing for me, your strikers should always take your penalty, just because they need the goals, they need the confidence. It's like if Rashford had took it last game, scored, he'd have been going up to that spot today with massive amounts of confidence, probably would have scored. The whole game's completely changed, then, and that's the difference. I can't understand how you, you get on the pitch and you've not decided who your penalty taker is. It's just baffling, especially at that level. Terrible penalty or just a little bit unlucky to because he somehow managed to hit the inside of the post and it went out for a goal kick on the other side of the net. So you've got to say that's probably slightly unlucky, isn't it? I mean, personally, I'm surprised Martial didn't take it. I've had had anyone know. For me, me, you know, when you you look back, and I'm sounding like a nostalgical cunt here, but Alan Shearer just used to start his run up from outside the edge of the box and he didn't break his stride and he knew we were going to stick it and he very rarely missed. I don't like that he's stuttering run ups, he's trying to, trying to second guess the keeper and he's sent him the wrong way today but he's, he's probably not looking at the ball when he kicks it, you know, so it's, it's no wonder that he's not got it on target. And I mean, the, the, 
the two penalties that we've missed, they're not, they're not the worst penalties you'll see all season. You'll see worse ones scored. But when you get a penalty, it's hot-level football. You need, you need the, to be sticking the, away. The two penalties Rashford has scored that are sticking... I mean, he may have scored more, but the two that stick in my mind was the one on the opening game of the season, obviously the one in PSG. And there's no need to try and send the keeper the wrong way because where he's at it, with the power he gets it, you score everything. Ruud van Nistelrooy used to find them, them. You know, is, is there too much kidology going on there rather than just going, I know my ability, here's where I'm going to hit. And if I hit it, you're not going to save it. Do you know, it's just in, in this, the case that the modern football, it's like Pogba with that run-up. It's like, why are you trying to get a little like logo and a niche for your run-up to a penalty? It's like, why do you have to logo, stick a logo on everything? It's a penalty. Just score it. That's fucking... Your selling point is you're going to fucking have that. Just score these these opportunities. But to me, it should be the strikers taking them every time anyway. No time for I anything. don't disagree. Uh, the other end of the pitch, um, everyone's obviously been raving that we've finally sorted our defence out and the first two games look quite good. Um, the defence probably had two things to do today and failed to do either. I mean, that first goal, none of the centre-halves covered themselves with much glory, did they, Aaron? No. I mean... It's just a lack of concentration for me. You have so much of the ball going forward and not really much happening. I think they've just both got a bit a bit complacent. You know? What Harry Maguire's doing there, hey, he's playing him on side when he, he, so he can either step up and play the guy offside or he needs to be close. should also be covering just yeah, in case he, he doesn't win the As a centre-half, it's, it's, uh, it's standard stuff, isn't it? If your mate goes up for the up for the jump, you need to be close enough to him to, to mop it up. Um, but yeah, he, he, even when they put that even when they put the goal in, you know, you're thinking, well, there's, there's an hour left here. You know, some, we might get a spark from somewhere, but it, it never quite seemed to come. I worry about we do, playing that high-pressing game. I, I just worry about it because it's a fairly new defence. Like, if we get hit on the break, I just don't know if we're strong enough to, to, to be able there to was another. That. There was another example at the end of the first half as well where they got very suckered, where we could have considered another one where the game had, had to make a save at his near post. Mm. I mean, we didn't have to, a lot much more to do after that. Um, but just concede two goals today wasn't particularly encouraging. I wasn't that impressed with the today. I, just, I thought his, dis- his distribution today was shocking. Like, there was one point where we had the sun in our eyes and he just launched the ball down the middle of the field as high up as he could. And so, well, how are we going to see that? He's getting that. It's like, there was two spare players either side as well you could have gone to. It's just it's stuff like that. I know he's a great shot stopper and everything, but when it comes to the bare bones of goalkeeping, you get your distribution right, it can lead to a goal or at least a chance to I mean, sign. it's taken him four months to sign this new contract. I mean, I could have taught a chimpanzee to sign his own name by this time it's taken to game, but he's managed to somehow win the fans over without actually doing any more than he did last year. I've more trust in them getting the ball out to our fucking defenders than, than him. Well, when you think about, you know, football's a possession game, you know, they can't score if you've got the ball. The amount of times De Gea does give the ball away through aimless punts. I mean, who have we really got up top who's going to win an header all the time? Not no one, have we really? You can't, you can't really argue for any of them being particularly good in the air in the final third. So why why aren't we trying to play it out a bit more from the back? But, but the problem with that is it's all right playing it to a centre half. We've got no one really in the, in the midfield who's going to put the foot on it and, and pass the ball forward, have we? No. Well, Michael that, Carrick was massively underrated, wasn't he? That's really shy on the set pieces, though. It's just too predictable. It's like launch it into the box. We had a lot of free kicks today as well. Not not just either wide and and to have a shot and goal. And I don't did we even hit the target with any of them? There's nothing. Nothing seems to have been worked out on the training ground in, in terms of what they're going to do on that. Though it just seems to be a case of just launch it towards towards the box and let's hope we win it. But we're shy in the air. There's only probably Maguire out of all of them who you'd feel confident to be attacking the ball and actually winning. 
winning the adult. The rest of them, it's like, we've got big players, but how many headers did he actually score or even get shots on? Especially like Pogba, McTominay, they're the biggest. It's like, they don't seem to do or have much of an impact. They don't disrupt the, um, the centre-halves either on the other side. So Another area for frustration too, which I thought, I mean, without wanting to, you can't, listen, if you lose two, one at home to Crystal Palace, you know, you can't say you've been robbed, but did the referee let them get away with a lot of, I thought, an awful lot of cynical fouls today where they didn't give them a card? We need to have some players like that who can make 10, 12 fouls a game without getting sent off. You know, Milivojevic, if I've pronounced it right. I don't, I don't even remember them getting a, barely getting a card all game, but there were so many cynical fouls today. And, and, then, and, yet, and then he goes and books Daniel James for a dive, which he's happy to do. But that is, That's what that's going to happen, though, because if you're a footballer, it's like, if you can get away with it, you're going to do it. You're going to, it it's geared towards them doing it to get away with it. It's just they're more intelligent at doing it than we are, fortunately. Fernandinho's, you know... Well, City are past masters at fouling yeah. in the right areas, aren't absolutely. they? But, but I, thought, areas. I thought Crystal Palace fouled in some areas where it was an absolute nailed-on yellow card today. And the fact that the referee didn't book them early on gave them sort of leeway to carry on doing it for the rest of the game. Yeah, the, re- the referee sets the tone, doesn't he? Of course he does. That's their game plan. Uh, well, today, you know, they've, uh, they've gone and done one over on us, haven't they? Because the amount, of, the amount of fouls that they did make, it's just like the ones just as we're about to progress into the final third where they're just sticking a foot in, pulling us down, and it's not really a booking. And, and they just got away with it time and time again. But even, like we said, when, when, we got the, uh, when we got the free kicks, there's just not enough imagination. There was one free kick in the second half. It was smack bang in the middle. Um, and there were no one out wide, so you're just pinging a, a straight ball over the top of the centre-halves and Gary Cale it's bread and butter for him he's done it all his career they're waiting for it aren't they they're just waiting for it every, every single set piece we had today just looked like they was anticipating it I thought they were pretty good anyway Palace at back like obviously cynical fouls aside I thought they looked pretty strong today uh, but maybe that's just a sign of how shite we yeah, are up front I think uh, everything going on at United will be analysed by The Athletic they've got some good interviews uh, Laurie Whitwell did one with Neil Wood, the reserve team manager, the 23s manager, which I thought was really interesting. I'm going to London on Friday to interview someone who I think will be of interest to a lot of people. And then I'm going to Italy over the weekend. I'll be at Roma Lazio, but also uh, going north to interview somebody else who I think you will hopefully enjoy reading. And that's going to be on The Athletic, who are uh, sponsoring and supporting uh, this podcast. Well, I, I think, we're, again, we're going back to what we said, that United on the counter-attack obviously look quite a dangerous side with a pace, but we're desperately lacking. Because let's face it, I mean, that game today is, is going to be the set of blueprint for now for, for 90% of teams going to come to Old Trafford yeah. and play in a similar way and know that they were not actually that difficult to defend against. Just worried now. For it, it, it's if someone like City or Liverpool turn up and you just take go to town on you, that is, that is the worry, because that could genuinely happen. You can see it mile off, can't you, the way we're playing? Tried to find some positive from the games um, today. Um, I thought we were a little bit over-reliant on the left-hand side. There wasn't much on the right for United today, but Daniel James got a bit of criticism for his performance against Wolves. Um, I thought he kept going today. He's diving, he probably needs to eradicate from his game, but I, I thought he was United's best player on the pitch today. Yeah, I mean, the first point... <laughs> you're looking at you're the, like The a, first like point about his diving. Mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, after he did get booked, there was a few occasions where we were through and he was genuinely foul and he got the free kick, so he can stay on his feet. Um, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? Two, two bookings in two games for diving. And I said to you, didn't I? I said, do you reckon there'll be an occasion this year where he gets two yellows and gets sent off for diving? Because he just, in gigs said in midweek, didn't he, that he's the kind of player that referees need to protect. Uh, he anticipates the foul when, he, when he's travelling that quick. But 
I mean, I've obviously not seen the replay. Um, I don't particularly want to do it. It's as embarrassing as the one the other night. Um, I mean, he, he looks lively, doesn't he? He tracks back, he, he works hard, but I mean, I don't know what his best position is. Yeah, um, the, the, should we, I mean, we shouldn't be relying on no one. What, was he 19? 19 year old kid, we've just like, you, you said to me now that our best player now is a 19 year old kid that we signed for 14 million who would be leads it, it to the signature. It reminds me of a situation with, with Moyes when we had Yanazai and he was like considered the, the, the great hope for the team. and you can't put that much pressure on a young... His attitude looks a bit better than the other I think, it, well, he looks like a miles better prospect. But what worries me is that I don't want him to get his reputation out. If he gets his reputation as a diver, then that could impact his game massively and it could fucking do his confidence in it. So he just needs to stop doing it, really. On the other foot, Rashford, Martial. They've got how many goals to get? Three goals or something? Four goals in the first two games. Both of them were bitterly disappointed today, I thought. Rashford in particular is... His usual lack of um, it, his decision making lets him down on it at times. Yeah, they're not. I mean, them too. They're not going to bag you as many goals as you, as you need. How much shit as people gave Lukaku? Like his his goal return was all right, just not against the big big teams in comparison to them two. But I mean, if we get a couple of couple of injuries up front this year. That is what well, well, you saw to, you saw today that the substitutes he had warming up when you know you're talking about Pereira and Greenwood he had warming up at one point. It matters. I mean, the squad is we've not, we, we've not even got any any injuries in the squad. It's bare bones already. Yeah, I've, I've, chances are John, you might get a game. <laughs> I think, you know, Marshall was poor today, but I thought the uh, the most innovative bit of attacking play was um, when uh, Marshall dumbed it and came inside and it looked like a penalty. You know, he, he's got quick feet. I just think. I just think for, for Rashford and Martial, they're both very similar. I'd say that Martial was a slightly better finisher, um, but I think the pair of them, uh, they're both too quick for the brains in that. They don't really know what, what to do. Are they, are they suited to what we just said before? Are they suited to playing away games more than their home games where you've got to have that bit of craft and guile and you can't just rely on pace and movement? Looking at our team, I think it's going to be... I hope we, well, I hope I'm right, but we look like we're going to do better in the Cups this year. I just think we're going to be better getting up... You're basing that on the fact we've not played in any Cup games yet. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can't be any worse. I just think like when you say we play better away from home and stuff, it's just I just think we, we've not got much of a shot in getting anywhere in the league, personally. I don't think we'll be in even the top five or six. So we've just got to go for it. I know, yeah, but, you know, it's United, isn't it? You should be going either, aiming either than that, but realistically, you're not going to get there. So it's just a matter of patience, but... Do you see anyone in that ground who's, who sounds patient even after three games into the season? Well, it's funny you mention that because, again, coming to another positive. Well, well you can say it's a positive. Me and Aaron had the uh, pleasure today of sitting in the, um, the, 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 the atmosphere trial with the, the Red Army section, which was a, a bit of a mixed bag. You couldn't, you couldn't say they, they kept going, didn't they? We certainly enjoyed the, uh, the three pound pints at our time. But yeah. what did you make of it in, in there today? I thought it was all right in there. But like I said, having to you, go, aren't they? yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, fair play for the club, so for giving it a trial. I mean, it sound, obviously sounds a lot louder when you're in there than it... I don't know how it sounded around the ground. Um, but, yeah, there was a conductor, weren't there? There was a drum. Um, <laughs> well, from where I... I mean, my, my head... My, especially when we went 1-0 down, my head... My, the back of my head and my shirt is still drenched with spit behind me. And I can only describe it as what I'd imagine is like when the gorillas go apeshit, when, when there was a goal for, uh, for Crystal Palace. And there were some very, very angry men, weren't they, behind us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when when I think you know, five ten years ago, I'd really get wound up about a two-one loss at home to Crystal Palace. I've either grown up or I'm I'm not particularly bothered. But you know, when you're seeing fifty-five-year-old blokes spitting, sticking out, you know, um, getting really, really wound up, you just you feel sorry for them because their hearts can't, their tickets can't be. Uh, <laughs> 
We're going too well. I did have I did have a point to make then, but I prefer... But, but generally we are saying that it's, it's good for the ground, isn't it? You know, and fair play to the club, they are having a go and, um, you know, the concourse was good at half-time and... and, and it's it's great it's, with the sticks because I'm down at the other end, I'm in Jay's stand and I can see loads of movement. <laughs> like, oh, I can't hear anything. So it just looks like loads of people just like having a fucking bit of a weird but time. We, we've, said that for, we've said that for because obviously you sit in the, the original singing section, whatever it's called, and, you know, that's coming for some stick for some games, even though they make an effort. Is, is there just a problem that the areas we've got going are just not big enough in terms of volume of, of football fans because there yeah. must be a thousand people I mean everyone in front of us in that lower tier was, was bang at it today but the problem we've got with United is when it comes to atmosphere is an issue there's about 50 or 60 things that, that different variables that would help towards it and people try to just have a one fix things so, right if we just get a few people together that'll generate it and the whole ground will be buzzing there's so much other stuff like there's safe standing there's getting groups of mates together in the right areas well, that's pretty much what they've got there. That's pretty, well, that's <laughs> pretty much, that is pretty much what they've got there. But the problem it is, is I mean, one, one, small, you, one small block in the Stratford end. Fair play to you, John, for bringing that trumpet. <laughs> fair play. You're having a go. You're having a go, mate. I'd have something else to shove somewhere that usually in the magazines that I get told to stick them up. Well, Did want, you get that? I want, I, I, well, I got told I wouldn't sell any after the game, but... Um, Again, there was a few firsts for me though in the ground today. I didn't, I, I didn't stand in a seat. I stood in an aisle, um, which will probably mean will probably mean the end of the trial. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> been a great day. I, uh, <laughs> I stood next to uh, someone whose name had been sung, <laughs> and I, uh, I, I, heard, I, heard, I chanted my own name at a football match first time so yeah. well that was, that was quite a funny story actually that, that Scalzi was stood within three rows of us today now and I, I know for a fact that the reason for this is because his son Aaron Hughes has the tickets um, and Paul didn't know that he'd applied to stand in the idiot section basically so he come there was to think was he not one of them so, guys spitting no, so, well, no so he, I think he come expected to just sit down and enjoy a nice game of football with a family and was basically stood in the baboon section of Chester Zoo so yeah he didn't last. He didn't last the full game anyway. But um, he does listen to us sometimes anyway. So um, yeah, we, we hope he made a bit more of the game than we did. But Fair but anyway, um, Aaron, would you stand? Would you stand in there again? Given the chance? Or, yeah, I'd like you to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, uh, you, you can drive next time. I'll throw Is there a lot of you, the lads that go on the away game? It's basically it's basically the monkey bus, and literally you can see why it's called the monkey bus when you see why because yeah, that's what's putting me off. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no, it was, it was, it's the little, little chunks of, of and by all means, let's, let's hope, it, hope it carries on. Um, next game for United, I think, is Southampton away on Saturday dinner time. Should be a good fixture for United in terms of the way we can play against a struggling team, but I, get, I think today's just shown that you can't ever take anything for granted, can you? God, I admire your confidence there, John. <laughs> I'm just trying to be pragmatic and say that, you know, away. We're away. Yeah. We can run. To be honest, when we're playing away, we feel more confident than when we're at home. It's just... There's, I think there's a, there's a big stigma around playing um, at Old Trafford amongst them players when they start and it just seems to be getting to a few of them. So hopefully they can get past that, especially after three years. For some of Confident next week, Aaron? No. I think, <laughs> I think this season we're just going to have to take it one game at a time, not expect too much. It, it, it does, so it kind of does remind you of like the initial Ferguson days where you, you beat Liverpool at home one week and then you go and lose away at Oxford or whatever it was the week yeah. after. Whereas now we're just, just hoping that City don't win a treble and Liverpool don't win the European Cup. Is like a well, successful listen, season. listen, we've had the worst season ever yes, last season and we've managed to survive it. So, no, no, City will win the quadruple uh, well, uh, and uh, Leeds will come up. <laughs> anyway, if you've tuned in for some Liverpool. positive notes... <laughs> Turn it off. Uh, well, you think that's bad now? I'm going to have to try and push you on now for a, a man of the match. Who do you think was... Who did stand out? Who did not play well for today for United? 
come back to me. Let me have a think. Well, there's only three of us here, Stu, for fuck's sake. I've already given you mine as well. Aaron? I really don't know. I like, I like the look of Wambasaka. I think he, uh, he he could offer a bit more going forward. Not much beats him. Um, but having said that, I've not seen the second goal yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I thought, I, I'm going to give it James. He got, I thought he got the goal. He kept going. And, and for a young player, I thought he showed, showed willing at least. Yeah, I'll go with Bissaka. I like Bissaka. I think he looks a good, good prospect for the future. I like, I like the fact that he likes to defend. And he's not many of our defenders been uh, like that over a few years. Over him, Phil Jones, he just likes to... Do diving headers for a tackle. That's a defend badly. Yeah, defend badly. But yeah, Pasakli looks like he. Be a, it's a, funny you mention that though. I mean, I mean, they'll, they'll get away with it. But imagine if Phil Jones and Chris Smalling were the two centre halves today, and we've lost that game. They'd be in for an absolute hiding, wouldn't they? Yeah, people would just be going absolutely apeshit, and it's like there's no there's no um, sense of like reason amongst United fans. Well, there is, there is a few, but like most of them, it's just like these people next to me today were just screaming for VAR decisions and stuff like. That. It's like and like get get him off, get him off over James. It's like. You know, these, these young players, you've got to give them time to develop into that team. You can see there's a plan now going forward with that team. It's just, obviously, there's a lot more to be addressed than what's been addressed so far. But What what should we realistically be aiming for this season? Because cause I, if you offered me now a, a very good Europa League run, almost even, I think we should win the competition, and finishing fourth in the league, I think most United fans would take that. Yeah, I, I call me pessimistic, but I can't really... Um, see us doing any better than last season. So you're going for sixth and yeah, I'm, I'm going for sixth. Well, we're in the Europa League instead of the Champions League. Um, what about cup competition? Yeah, well, you, you never know. You know, Europa League winnable. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's winnable. I just, I just don't think that we've got enough goals in the team to um, really do. do we're not that good at the back, and we're not very good at keeping the ball. But and the midfield's not great, really and the keeper is keeper's not really awful. But other than that, and the bench not <laughs> too strong. Manager looks a bit naive, but yeah. ground's a bit roper. Well, <laughs> right, it's a good job we can laugh, lads. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So, disappointing result after what had been a, a pretty promising start to the season and in typical United uh, fashion, we've managed to bring everybody back down to earth. Uh, I, think, I think the lads have had it spot on there. I think we have to be patient with the young players. I think there will be blips like this along the road and we shouldn't expect too much. What, what the fans have got to do is get behind the young players, get behind the manager. Um, hopefully get some backing in January to get to get some goals in up front uh, certainly next summer um, but in the meantime the sun's been out we've had a reasonably good day we've been drinking three pound pints so it all could got be worse got a bit of a tan yeah definitely got a tan um, so it could be worse uh, bring, wait, till, wait till November and we're ninth in the league and it's pissing down with rain we won't probably be quite so chirper but anyway we'll leave it at that um, we'll have somebody back from the game at Southampton in the meantime thanks very much for listening cheers guys did you see that Sancho last night Nice. I should let him finish this first. I should cut him better.